North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hey, hey, guys. It's Dr. Lowe Show. Welcome back. It's great to have you. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you are a repeat listener and you've been with me from the very beginning, I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. If you have left me a review, I am giving you a virtual smooch right now. Thanks for the love. If you've been listening to the show and you're loving it, please leave me a review. I would so appreciate it. What it does is it helps exposure. It lets people know that the show exists and we get to reach more and more people and change more lives. I have had some really cool feedback on those of you who have been using Organifi. Organifi is my number one favorite greens drink. It is so full of superfoods, chlorella, spirulina. These, these nutrients naturally detoxify your body. So Ever been to uh, an inner city? Ever seen the, the smog and the exhaust coming from cars? What about when you what about when you hop on a plane? All of those planes, they use pesticides and chemicals to clean those aircrafts. Or when you go and get your nails done. Ladies, I'm talking to you. I love getting my nails done too, but those are different chemicals you're exposed to in the nail salons. Or when you go get your hair done, they're using color or bleach. Any of these different chemicals are going to off-gas some fumes and those, that, those exposures you do have, you know, you do get exposed to, you know, you can, you can detox your environment as much as you can, but the reality is, is if you just step outside, you're exposed to different things and same thing in, in your house, you know, it shows, um, research shows that the most toxic places we're exposed to is actually within the house. So, you know, you can do everything you can and there's lots we can do. We know that if we eat organic, we can reduce our exposure to pesticides by over 90% just by focusing on the main fruits and vegetables and focusing on those being organic. Um, that's the, the, uh, the dirty dozen. If you guys have heard the dirty dozen, that's those, the, the top 12 fruits and vegetables that have the most pesticides. So if you focus on getting those organic, you reduce your exposure to pesticides by over 90%. So there is a lot we can do to change exposures, but there's always that extra protection that we can do to give us that, uh, that extra edge, right? So that extra detox support, the liver support. And that's why I think doing a green drink every day is so important. I do Organifi. The reason why I like Organifi versus other green drinks is because it's freeze-dried, so it doesn't damage the enzymes, so you get all those nutrients still intact. Plus, I love that it has ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is a really powerful herb that helps your body deal with stress. So if anyone dealing with stress, I'd say if you have a stress level over five, 
which I would say probably over 90% of us do, doing some sort of adrenal support is a really good idea. Or ashwagandha is a great option for guys and girls, so it's a good kind of unisex herb to do. So you guys can go and get your Organifi with a discount. So go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and enter Dr. Lowe at checkout, D-R-L-O, and you will get 15% off your order. You're welcome. Now, if any of you are dealing with health issues, if you're wanting to do some testing and maybe look into things for yourself, I would be happy to work with you at Shine. You can work with myself or we have a whole team of doctors who can help getting to the root of what's going on. So doing testing, recommending supplementation, dietary changes. There's a lot we can do. Even if you're not local in San Diego, we can still help. So to learn more about us, you can go to shinenaturalmedicine.com and read up on us. You can learn more about what we do and uh, we'd be happy to work with you. All right, y'all. With all that said, let's jump into the show. We are talking about mindset. We're talking about how to dig a little deeper beyond just the physical and really get to the root of things. And so I'm excited. Let's bring on my guest. We are doing kind of a cool mind-body connection type of show tonight. And I love these topics because no matter what um, health topic you resonate with, all of us can relate to this because we all have a mind, we all have a body, and they're all very much interconnected. So I think it's really important to learn about this for ourselves and empower ourselves and how to have a, a healthier connection with the mind and the body. And so that's why I love bringing these awesome guests on the show to share their insight into this because we're all learning as this evolves. And, um, you know, and I have to say that being in practice now over several years, I've found that those people who tend to be what I consider the healthiest are the ones that really have a healthy mind-body connection. And, um, you know, even someone who can seem so sick on paper, I consider them quite healthy if they just have that, um, that sense of connectedness with themselves, with others, and that sense of inner joy that really, truly comes from within. So I'm excited to talk more about this. And on the show tonight, we have Dr. Jason Piken. He is the founder of Innate Chiropractic of Manhattan. He's a chiropractor, also applied kinesiologist, and we'll talk a little bit of what that is. And he's a certified nutritionist specialist. Dr. Piken, he's widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors specializing in holistic and alternative health in the country. His office functions as a primary source of healthcare without the use of drugs or surgery, focusing on the whole patient for physical and mental well-being. He also works on that emotional connection with his patients. He likes to focus on the entire person, the, the full lifestyle, and really believes in educating and empowering patients. So really excited to have Dr. Piken on the show. Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Thanks so much, Dr. Lowe. Your opening statement kind of like said it all. I don't know if I have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. I, I could probably throw in a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm sure as you've been in practice over the years, you've seen a lot of things show up and all different kinds of patients and all different kinds of roadblocks, both in lifestyle versus mental roadblocks versus all this stuff. So I think um, I would guess that your book that you wrote probably was born out of a lot of this experience, right? Yes. It's, I mean, after 20 years, um, I basically came to the conclusion that pretty much, not, not 100%, but really high up there, 95 or higher percentage, the people that want to be better are better with their mindset first. Just like you said, if, if they're really committed, if they go all in, they have to improve. Yeah. Yeah. 
the, the, the human will is so powerful like that. When that choice is made, when there, there's that decision that's made to get well and to take that responsibility, no doctor, no diagnosis can stand in the way of that. That is a force to be reckoned with, right? Yes. And you know, what I, what the book was about and what I try to teach people is to take their health back into their own hands, you know, for decades and and probably less for your listeners. Uh, but for decades, we've been taught that, you know, we go to the doctor and that's the, you know, the authority and we have to listen to them. And, and there are some, you know, some instances where that's true in the ER, uh, when you have, you know, a, a horrible bleeding, uh, you know, open wound. Uh, but when it comes to chronic issues, we have to really learn from our doctors. And if our doctors are teaching us, uh, well, we got to either take a, only a little piece of what they said and learn for ourselves or find a new one. Right. It's true. With this new medical model of a doctor's visit being seven minutes, there's really not a whole much, there's not a big lesson you can get from your doctor. So, and, and it's interesting, doctor originally comes from the word docere, which means teacher. So we're, we're supposed to be educating our patients, but how much can we do with, with a 10-minute visit? So if you are in that Western medical model as a patient, you really do have that responsibility to educate yourself, Right. Right. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I feel for a lot of MDs out there in the, yeah. in what I call the quote unquote system, because even if they have great intentions, it's just really the system that's keeping them back. I, I'm not sure how much it is in, in out in the West Coast, but in New York, in the uh, Northeast, it's become corporate, all medicine, gigantic groups, big hospitals that own the doctors. So it's yeah. not their choice. Well, tell us a little bit more about you. What, what got you into this world of medicine anyway? Did you have your own health issues that brought you to this? And, you know, and, and even bringing more of this mind-body connection in with your practice, what brought you to that as well? Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I pretty much, when, when I have to think back and retrace everything, I was just born to do what I'm doing. Um, I, I thought I was going to be a doctor, you know, from a very young age, um, and uh, of, of course a fireman too, and a, and a you know a spaceship, a, a rocket scientist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the doctor theme just kept coming back, um, but um, by the time I started working uh, in hospitals in high school, uh, we had like a hospital science program. I actually became kind of. Um, clouded by the practice of medicine. I, I, it, when I got the real taste of it, um, it was um, harsh. It was dirty. It was, uh, I was in a post-op. I was with people that were screaming and, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it wasn't what, uh, what I thought of. It wasn't the magical place where I just heal people <laughs> with a pill yeah. um, when I got down to the nitty gritty. And uh, so because I got disillusioned, I kind of lost focus in college um, didn't have the, the best grades because I just didn't have my focus. And I found a friend that got into chiropractic college and, uh, believe, you know, I, I, I kind of believed that I was smarter than him. So I'm like, well, at least I can get in there, uh, and do some good. And when I found chiropractic college, I was like, oh, this is where I was supposed to be. It's not just about treating your back, which is actually what they taught us in school. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were great mentors that I met, uh, met along the way that really taught me about mind body, the, the healing power of the body. And basically I took that route rather than the neck pain, back pain route. And uh, it's been uh, rewarding ever since. Mm -hmm. So good. And so now diving into the, the mind body and writing your book. So what, what brought that about? Um, you know, Tons of different things. I'd say one instance is um, 
before I graduated uh, chiropractic college, eight months before I graduated, I was in a pretty horrific car accident. I was uh, ejected uh, out of the backseat of a car uh, because it was spinning a hydroplaning. We were going about 65 miles an hour on Route 80 in the Delaware Watergraph in Jersey in a big three-lane highway. Um, I was thrown. I wound up in the left lane. Um, I didn't know that for a second because I kind of lost consciousness for a second. Uh, but I, I found myself on all fours in the left lane. A car was coming at me. Um, so I had to jump up and get out of the way and jump over the median um, to, to safety. And I didn't even realize I was in pain until I saw the person coming out of the passenger seat uh, that, and him looking at me and his jaw just like literally dropped. Uh, when he looked at me and, and I was like, why does he think, why is he looking at me like that? Right. Um, I'm like, there's no problem here. Uh, but then I, I, I came to, you know, uh, the present moment and looked down and saw what I looked like and dropped to the ground in pain. And, mm. and so that started a journey of me learning how to heal myself. And one instance of mind body that came up as a recurring theme is physical therapy. I mean, I was getting adjusted by the best, you know, chiropractors after that. I had broken my back in two places, uh, destroyed my left shoulder. I had cuts from head to toe, um, and I needed a long healing. But when I went to physical therapy, which is different than, you know, laying there in chiropractic and getting adjustment, in physical therapy, you had to do work. Mm -hmm. So many people were there just going through the motions. And I remember, like, working hard and saying, like, thinking to myself, don't you want to be better? Like, look, like I, I could tell that they're like looking at their watch, like how long does my lawyer going to keep me here? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it was their mindset that kept them from healing. And then I saw that throughout practice. Anybody came coming to my office and saying, let's go to work and I'll do anything to get better. They got better. And everybody that gave me an excuse as to why they couldn't follow through sometimes got better also. Yeah. <laughs> But, but it was a lot harder. Those yeah. are the people that got better over the long run uh, rather than really quickly. Yeah. And, and probably what you would find too are the ones that took the responsibility at least to not be that victim. You know, even if they didn't follow through with it, they're like, hey, like I, I fell off the map. You know, this is where I, rather than, oh, it's really hard. And then, you know, and doing the victim thing, right? Do you, do you see that? Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's taking responsibility for what things are like. And listen, I have people in my office over 20 years, you get to see a lot. And I have people with real excuses why yeah. they can't do things. Uh, they're on, I don't fault them at all. Uh, they don't have 10 minutes to themselves. Um, and they're doing, quote unquote, the best they can. And I yeah. really, truly really believe that. And as long as those people really, truly are doing the best they can, they tend to do better as well. Yeah. They on better um, uh, rather than the people that just want us to fix them. Yeah. Which, again, we, we can do a lot totally um, passively, mm -hmm. but um, it, it always helps with that, with that better mindset that I want to be better. In your book, I resonated with one of the stories that you said about a patient who came in, you'd gone over his blood work and he was, you know, not in the best shape. And then you gave him a, a great health plan for him to follow. And then a year passed and he came back in your office with the you know, exact same situation. He hadn't implemented anything. And then you, you went over the labs again. And I think it was that time, or maybe it was the following time where it finally hit a chord and, you know, he realized to, to take that 
ownership. And then he's, you know, you said he started to implement some of the things, lost like 30 pounds. And of course, because guys, you guys just look at a treadmill and weight just falls <laughs> off of you with your, you know, testosterone booming and yeah, totally unfair. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but just that it, it, it was, it wasn't until he made that choice. And just this last week I had, I think two or three appointments with, um, with different follow-ups and it was a similar kind of situation where, you know, I went over their labs again. I pretty much put the same exact health plan together for them, you know, but it's, it's just not until they're ready to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and this was actually a, a person that I was seeing, well, at first, you know, three times a week and then two times a week and one time a week because he had acute problems. And then when we got it down to one little last problem, you yeah. know, neck, um, you know, we got started getting into, well, there's no more things to fix. Ah. You know, there's, it's you now. Um, ah. And uh, <laughs> right. I was actually seeing this person every other week for those couple of years. And, you know, once a year, we, you know, or every six or eight months, we'd do his bloods and we'd sit down. The big turnaround was his bloods got a lot worse. And I'm like, I, I like, I, I had a long, you know, I don't want to say yelling conversation. I don't, I, I don't do that. <laughs> no. um, but I, I had to change my tone and I did every time with it. Yeah. Trying different, different yeah. tactics. I tried different things. <laughs> right. Every I've time to get that. into people's heads. Um, yeah. Yes. But that, yeah, that, that two, it was like two, two and a half year mark. It finally clicked and I, you could see it in his eyes. It was just like, I'm done. And he immediately, you know, did every single little thing about <laughs> right. diet and supplementation, which turned his life around. We're still yeah. working on uh, next exercise and meditation. Yeah. yeah. Those are the next two. Yeah. So let's talk a little more about the whole healthy habits concept, because what I find fascinating is even as me, a naturopathic doctor, it still would be a struggle to do the, the basics of making sure I'm, I'm drinking enough or I'm having, you know, good diet. It, it took years to implement a lot of this stuff. And, and I have to say, shout out to my favorite podcast model health show with Sean Stevenson. It's amazing. That show is amazing. It's just helping to um, reinforce just the basic healthy habits, you know, this stuff is so basic, but sometimes so hard to implement. So let's talk more about that. Like why, why is it so freaking hard? Just the basics. It's not hard. That's the thing. It's, it's the mindset. It's, it's, it's hard when, you know, and, and I had a person come um, to my office uh, that just after reading the book and he said to me, well, I kind of skimmed it, but he's like, Jason, like, how can I implement all these things? Um, like that you're telling me to do, it would take forever. I'm like, now go back and actually read it page by page because I don't want you to do all these things at once. Just on the the mindset chapters about meditation and writing down what's grateful and and journaling, it probably took me three years to implement those things as habits. Yeah. So you can, the goal of my book was to, you know, allow people to use a tool that um, I came up with called a health report card, where you, you grade yourself in sleep habits, exercise habits, your nutrition, are you taking supplements, you're drinking enough water, and you give yourself a grade like an A, B, C, B plus, C minus, whatever it is, and just be honest with yourself. Um, I help you with, you know, the grading system, and just be honest with yourself, give you a baseline of where you're at. And then what the point of is the, in the book is to choose one habit that you really believe will have the biggest impact on changing your overall, I call it an HPA, it's really like a GPA, mm-hmm. uh, overall grade point average, uh, and make that one thing better. 
if you have a, a C in diet and you could become a B, that will impact so many other things. If you can't follow your diet uh, or take your supplements because you're not disciplined, well, then you should be working on meditation and mindset and journaling and getting the stress out of your life uh, because that will spill over into being more disciplined. It's yeah. just, we got to pick one thing at a time yeah. and, and, and work on it. And once it's a habit, it's easy because right. it's easy life. Uh, it's so cool. Once that habit's formed, it's just autopilot. I love it. I'm, I'm in this habit of of walking. It seems so basic, but I walk every day. I walk at least 20 minutes. And I swear it seems so basic, but it, I'm a different person when I get my walks in. And and I have, a, I have a rule for myself that I walk one to three times a day. So I have a little bit of that flexibility. As long as I do it once, I am fulfilling my you know rule to myself. And and it's a habit now. It's on autopilot and I don't have to think about it. And um, I think those habits are, are really important, especially our adrenals. How much do our adrenals love habits, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, they're, yeah. they're taxed enough for normal life. Um, when we're in like default mode, they don't really have to be taxed. They, they, we make enough decisions uh, throughout the day. If we could just go on autopilot sometimes, uh, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice rest. Yeah. So you're a busy dude. You have a, a busy practice, your husband, your dad, um, you know, I assume that you have hobbies and things you like to do. So how do you balance it out? How do you keep that time for yourself? Do you have, um, I assume something maybe in the morning that you do before you get pulled into your day? How, how do you balance that out? Um, well, work days a little bit more than like off days. Um, uh, but when I'm going into the office, I need to be, I call it just on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my prep is, you know, literally about like two hours and 15 minutes um, to prep, to get me into the right mindset for that. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, active the entire way, but my morning routine is set up to put me in the right space where life isn't hard. Um, yeah. the, the second I wake up, it's, uh, the second my eyes open, it begins with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, thanking God that I'm still here, uh, and, you know, in one piece, mm-hmm. um, and then move into to, well, you know, talk about in the book, writing down three to seven things that, at least uh, that I'm grateful for. Um, and uh, I just do that while the shower is warming up. You know, uh, it's, I, I got I to wait there for a minute and a half anyway. Uh, but, so I might as well do something with it. And then uh, really um, uh, meditating uh, every morning. Uh, I try to get my full 20 minutes in. Sometimes it's a little less because I have to feed my dogs and take care of them. Uh, and then uh, in the commute in, I just make sure I'm putting somebody else's positive message in my head. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you can't be in always in your own thoughts. Uh, and whether you want to listen to, uh, you know, a, a priest or a rabbi or a preacher or, um, uh, uh Tony Robbins, um, or Dr. Lowe, uh, <laughs> you want to, you want to put in somebody else that's just speaking about either health or something positive, something that will lift your spirits or get you knowledge about health, because whatever you keep exposing your mind to, you become. Yes. So you just got to set up those little tweaks and, you know, I, I have to do all these things anyway. Well, I have to get to work and wake up and shower and do all those things anyway. The extra little things that I do are just along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We become what we think about most of the time, right? Yes. And, and we talk about how important it is to eat healthy, that you are what you eat, but it really truly does translate to you are what you expose your mind to as well. And if, 
you know, we're sponges. We are sponges of information and input. And, uh, and it's, it's interesting. I, I went to Jim Quick's learning conference a couple weekends ago and it blew my mind. I love Jim Quick. By the way, Jim Quick has a brand new podcast, Quick Learning. You guys have to check it out. Um, and, uh, leave him a review. He's in kind of launch mode for his podcast. So love it, love it. So, but yeah, we were talking about just different like brain techniques and, um, and it was just, it was just fascinating. Just the, the, how our, what is it? 95% of our thoughts are the same thoughts as the previous day. Yeah. <laughs> so, and unfortunately, you know, we're on this autopilot, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, it's 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative. Right, right. The, the, of those recycled thoughts, it's, it, it sucks unless you reprogram yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, the basis of neuro-linguistics programming from, you know, years ago, I mean, it's still used now, but uh, it, it's just about reprogramming what you've learned because yeah. it, it, it can be learned mm-hmm. how to think differently. And two quick ways to shift that thinking from negative to positive is number one, think of something you're grateful for. That's just instant shifts because that instantly puts you in that space of gratitude and just that thankfulness. You can't be negative when you're grateful for something. And then number two is think of being in service. Who, who can you help? You can't be negative and you can't be depressed if you're focusing on who you can help because you're not focused on yourself anymore and how you feel. The focus is actually on them and making their life better, right? So I think a lot of the depression nowadays is just because we're also focused on ourselves. You know, we're on this social media thing, focusing on comparing our lives to someone else, this, this whole comparison mode thing, or this expectation of how we thought maybe our life would be right now and comparing it to you know, to what it actually is. And there's just this disparity, right? But if we instantly shift into being grateful for what we have right now, I just went to Vietnam. People have nothing over there. So many people have nothing and they're so happy, you know? So shifting into gratitude and then, uh, and then helping people game changer, right? Absolutely. I, I, you know, can't uh, agree with you more. Yeah focus of everything in my life, you know, and I can't say I'm never selfish. Um, of course. Oh yeah, totally. You have to make yourself good, <laughs> right. uh, but that's so you can give. So yeah. you're in the right mindset and body and spirit to give because yeah. you're going after. Well, you having that long morning prep for your day is actually being quite selfless because you're, you're preparing yourself to be totally clear you know, clean energy with people. You're not bringing all your stuff with you. You are like fully there and engaged, right? So it's actually quite selfless. That's why I created it. Uh, I just just know the the adjustments, the connections are always better when I'm feeling my best. Yeah. So in order to give, you have to, you know, first make yourself right. How do you translate this into parenting? I'm curious, you know, what are you teaching your kids or ways for them to do this for themselves? I mean, I, I'm not a parent. So for people who are listening who are parents, I think it'd be interesting to hear your take on that. Uh, parenting has never like even been like, I don't want to say it's not been a thought, but it, it, it always kind of, for me and my wife came we're, we're easy. I mean, I, we heard of so many people that were unbelievably stressed and reading all these books and all these things. I'm like, yes, sure. We were nervous the first time we brought Ryan home, you know, the first day out of the hospital, we're like putting her in the car seat. We're like, what the hell are we doing? Uh, <laughs> but, right. Uh, it just kind of came and, and sure you, you question yourself and sure we admit to ourselves that we're screwing our kids up uh, because everybody is. Um, uh, but we're, 
we're just listening to our beliefs. We don't let other people really influence us. We, we learn from um, you know, the, the universe and other people and knowledge out there. Uh, but really, we want to just teach our kids to be themselves, uh, to the golden rule stuff, um, uh, without being taken advantage of, um, you know, and just uh, listen to their own innate senses is, is the biggest thing we try to teach. Uh, there's, there's thoughts that you and choices that you make from fear, Mm-hmm. Uh, because of what your teachers say you have to do or what um, the, the colleges are expecting of you in order to be able to get into a good school. Um, and we tell them really literally not to pay attention to any of that. We just want them to be happy and nice people and find something that they're passionate about and do it. As long as they're doing those things, everything really else just kind of falls into place. Yeah, absolutely. Your book is called Better. 11 simple habits to improve your life. So will you share a couple of your favorite habits that you think are game changers for people? Uh, the, wow, there's just so many. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my top is what really we've been talking about is getting the mind first to, to follow because the rules for eating are ridiculously simple. Just about every single person that's listening uh, to this kind of understands uh, they're smart enough and uh, swift enough to know what's good and bad for them. So they just have to make the right choice. Every single person listening to this knows that they need to exercise. What type of exercise maybe, you know, they have to learn, but they all know they have to move. They have to drink water. They have to get enough sleep. They, they understand these things. And these are all the habits I talk about. But if you're not in the right mindset, um, then you're probably going to have a harder time following through with that. So number one, learn how to meditate. I give a few different examples in my book um, of different things that I've done throughout the years. I probably have learned a dozen different types of meditation um, and I do a mix of them. Um, you know, whatever feels right in the day, because uh, there is no one way to meditate, but meditation really quieting the mind while you're awake was probably one of the most profound things. Uh, writing down that grateful list every day and journaling before bed to get rid of the whatever's on your mind before you put your head on that pillow is, is probably the top three little snippets. And altogether, it could take about a half hour of your day for all of them. Yeah, right. And I just, I recommend just doing the beginning of the day to start your day with that and start that habit. I think it's the best thing you can do is have that time for yourself in the morning. Would yes. you agree? Yeah. Start your day right. And the bad stuff, just it's harder to penetrate when you're starting yourself up in a good mood. I've, I've woken up, you know, everybody's woken up on the quote unquote wrong side of the bed. I, I just don't anymore. Um, mm. because, uh, even, you know, uh, my, my wife, when she's had like a, a bad thing going on, she wants to tell me early in the morning before I go to work. She kind of, she just knows. Uh, she'll tell me at lunch uh, when, when I've already <laughs> had, uh, you know, a lot of good mindset already. But when she used to say something to me like early in the morning, it just like threw me off uh, for the day. And, uh, you know, we had just had lots of conversations about that. And now actually she starts off her day in a very similar way, just focusing on what's right. Um, dogs help too. 
uh, because they're, <laughs> they're never in a bad mood and you just, you know, you have to take care of them and love them. And, and, you know, it, it, it's just a, a, an amazing, just to look into their eyes. I think animals are amazing. Oh my gosh. Anyone who follows me knows I'm a dog freak. And I mean, I'm that girl who I'm walking down the street. I see people with dogs. I will like get down and, you know, totally love on their dogs before I even look the owners in their eyes. I'm Same that way. person. So I love that. So do you have dogs? Yeah, two dogs, uh, two rescues, uh, a boxer hound and a pit bull, um, and they're just, like, uh, amazing. What are their names? Uh, Buddha is the pit bull, and Lexi is the uh, boxer hound. Oh, well, if anyone follows me, they know Dinah is my little baby, and she comes with me everywhere. I bring her to work. She is the little healing dog here. What, what kind of dog is she? She's a half poodle and half cavalier King Charles Spaniel, so they call her Cavapoo. Or a cadoodle, okay. they call in in, uh, in Australia. I heard them call that breed cadoodle. <laughs> this is yeah. so funny. The spaniels are adorable faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So very healing. I I agree with that. Wow, that's cool. Well, I I think this all of these things, you know, as basic as they sound, they just they allow you to be that balanced, happy person, you know. And and also too, I mean, one thing I've been really learning a lot is just having more fun throughout the day, you know, like be a kid again, do practical jokes on people, listen to the comedy channel, like watch comedy movies. I mean, find things to crack up at. I mean, people watch and just notice the humor around you. And, you know, I think laughter is so, so amazing and important. And I, that's, it's a common theme that I see when I watch videos of people who live past a hundred, I notice that they, they just kind of don't sweat the small stuff. They just, you know, it's all small stuff. You know? yes. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, a, it's a great point that you just threw in there. <laughs> it is. And it's you just, have I mean, fun. it's like being in rush hour traffic, you could get pissed off at people or you could just look around and just notice how pissed off people are. And it's kind of funny if you think about it, we're all just like in these little, little bumper machines and just these angry little children everywhere, <laughs> just getting mad. And it's like, yes, maybe give yourself a little extra time. So you're not rushing. But if you, if you kind of rise above the situation to look at it, sometimes there's a little bit of humor in it. This <laughs> <Silliness> helps. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, well, Dr. Pikin, I am so grateful for your time. Do you have any parting words, anything you want to share with our listeners before we let you tackle your day? Um, I, you know what, I guess the, the only other point that I really wanted to touch upon is um, apply kinesiology. I, yeah. I just wish more people knew what it was. Yeah, tell um, us what it is, because it's a little bit weird for people who aren't familiar. It really is, and it's a little weird to actually even explain, because it is a kinesthetic art. It, you need to actually be in so- front of somebody and, and be feeling it. But, you know, kinesiology itself is just the study of muscles and movements of the body. Um, and applied kinesiology is a technique that has uh, uh, been around since 1964 uh, that uses either chiropractic techniques or physical uh, therapy or acupuncture, nutrition um, techniques to correct any abnormality of movement. It's, uh, the, the diagnosis is based upon testing each and every individual muscle. Mm-hmm. And if you find a muscle when you're testing it, like a shoulder muscle that you're pressing on and it's weakened when you press on it, um, well, that shoulder muscle might correlate to an actual shoulder problem, or it could be uh, a problem in the neck where the nerves feed into the shoulder. It could be the acupuncture line for the lung, uh, which feeds into some of the shoulder muscles. Um, and uh, it could even be the nutrition that somebody needs to enhance the lung, whether it's water or vitamin C. Um, and what people just aren't aware of are 
that there are these practitioners out there that can actually like, quote unquote, read the body mm-hmm. and uh, tap into not only what the person can complain of, uh, because what you feel is only 9% of what's going on. If you actually felt everything that was wrong with you all the time, you'd be screaming. Right. <laughs> the body's always in a healing state in some, some way, shape, or form. Uh, so you don't want to just know about everything. So the body dampens that down to only 9%. And then what the bloods can pick up, what labs can pick up, or x-rays can pick up, are only things that have crossed a certain line. So when you find somebody that knows how to quote unquote read you and and listen, acupuncturists do this with a a reading of the tongue or uh, reading your pulse, uh, applied kinesiologists do this by looking at your posture, seeing how you're carrying yourself and testing your muscles to find out how they're functioning. And uh, when you get somebody that learns your body and learns what it's normally like uh, and you see them on a regular basis and they, they can actually see when you're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's a great relationship to have. Uh, unfortunately, there aren't enough applied kinesiologists out there, but I, I wish yeah. people would find more. And, you know, some of them are doing some short circuit techniques, uh, quick just arm pushes, which, which work too. Uh, I do that sometimes, but I really love the, the people out there that do old-fashioned classic applied kinesiology, which is testing every muscle individually in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, uh, it, it, I think you, you get a, a deeper connection with the person, but that's personal. Well, I think it's fascinating. I have seen, I have seen AK uh, practitioners as, as we call them. And, and I think there are some amazing ones and, uh, you know, if they really are trained well and, and know what they're doing, it's, it's fascinating the things they can pick up, you know, cause you're tuning in on an energetic level. It may not be show, showing up on labs. Yeah, it's fun. And, and especially when those patients come in that really want to, well, maybe they're limited in funds um, yeah. and they can't do all the testing that right. you know, can add up. It's, it's amazing information. I love when I have testing to do. Uh, but if somebody has, you know, a certain budget that they can spend, I, I want them to spend it all on them mm-hmm. um, and uh, the, the, the services or the supplements. Um, and uh, applied kinesiology sometimes can just let you, you know, forego some of the testing and, and see people getting better uh, and saving the, you know, the test for whatever didn't, you know, get fixed. So for people who want to find an AK practitioner, is there a way for them to, to do that in their area? Is there a website? Yeah, sure. ICAKUSA.com. ICAKUSA.com. Yeah, it's the find a practitioner button uh, they have there. I mean, if anybody out there wants to know, because I know a few of them around the country, if anybody even wanted to contact me, I, I'd, I'd look up and see if there was somebody's name that I knew. Yeah. And give them even a better recommendation. Yeah. So how can people follow you and where can they pick up your book? Um, the books on Amazon, it's just, uh, Amazon, uh, you know, dot com Kindle versions available in the, the soft cover. Uh, it's better 11, 11 simple habits to improve your life. Uh, and, uh, you can find it on my website innatechiro.com. I always spell that for people because, uh, I N N A T E C H I R O. Dot com. I'm on Twitter as at Dr. Pikin. Uh, we're on Facebook. You can you know find me anywhere. Awesome. Well, thank you, Doc. Thanks for your time. Thanks for being so patient with getting this all rescheduled. And <laughs> thanks That's for that. Okay. Uh, I know yeah. internet glitches happen. <laughs> I appreciate you being so generous with our audience. And um, yeah, have an awesome day. But thanks for hosting me again, Dr. Lowe. It's yeah, been great. Of course. All right, my loves. That is the show. 
thanks for hanging with us. I so appreciate the love. I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. I am wishing that you take these good vibes and what you learn and pay them forward. Be an inspiration to others because people are watching you and you are the example. So live it, love it. You're amazing just as you are right now without anything to change. And it's really just about unlearning a lot of these beliefs and, you know, feed yourself good vibes, good information. And, you know, and you just be amazed of how much that shines out of you. So love you guys. Have a great rest of your week and we'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.